your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Somebody needs to tell convenience stores to get back to convenience. In the last two days, I went into two convenience stores who were out of decaf. One was out of coffee, period. Convenience stores have two basic functions. Gas and coffee. What, do I need to be wired on caffeine or crack? Or crystal meth to be welcome at a 7-Eleven? Wow. Yo. Pittsburgh convenience stores. I am a celebrity and I want convenience, damn it. Hey, 7-Elevens, Sheetses, Speedways, and Unimarts, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mark's Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Look, here's my bare minimum. What I want. I want decaf coffee. I also want, as a choice, it's a bit cooler for the summer. I want caffeine-free Diet Pepsi or caffeine-free Diet Coke. I don't necessarily want Nirvana, a.k.a. Diet Right Pure Zero Caffeine-Free Cherry Cola, which I have not located in months. I want the basics. Decaf coffee, caffeine-free Diet Pepsi or caffeine-free Diet Coke. That's it. That's the list. Is that too much to ask? You know who never lets me down? Giant Eagle Express in Harmerville. Went to Foreigner in Greensburg last night. Great show. Got to Harmerville exchange to get on and off the turnpike on the way out decaf coffee on the way back decaf diet pepsi out of the fountain never mind you know a bottle out of the fountain on crushed ice giant eagle express in harborville it is the best place to go i love it 412-333-9939 okay peep this Tiger Woods, like I said, had two good rounds at some PGA event. I I call it the Jamoke Open, the Jabroni Classic. It's not a major. There's some good golfers this tournament. Jordan Spieth is like plus five. So Tiger's minus four. Last time I looked, he was tied for second. His odds in Vegas after these two rounds to win the Masters have dropped all the way to 10 to 1. He is the third favorite to win the Masters. And that goes to show you, Vegas can handicap football and basketball and not much else. Then again, it's designed to get people to bet. It's also designed to protect your ass if you lose. And with Tiger playing better, they don't want too many people betting on him at 200 to 1. Because, you know, what if? I bet by Sunday in the completion of the Jamoke Open, I bet it's going to be same old Tiger. He's playing better, no question. But to act like he could stage this major comeback 
and like overhaul Nicholas for the most majors when he's four behind. Like I said, there's a headline today at thebiglead.com. Tiger is back, baby, and he's still capable of winning the Masters. And that's why those sites are fanboy drivel. 412-333-9939. The lines are open because we've been talking amongst ourselves for quite some time. But if you'd like to contribute, dial 412-333-WXDX. This pit thing where they're trying to crook Stallings, pit could not possibly look worse. And i got to credit uh, my friend Colin Dunlap, who's on the B team, because he has been at the forefront of reporting this accurately and unsparingly. The full buyout, as owed by the contract, is $9.4 million. The expectation was that Stalin's is going to be offered $7.5 mil. They would have said to look, you're owed 9.4. You went 0-18 in the ACC and 0-1 in the ACC tournament. Cut us just a little bit of a break. And let's get you out the door with 7.5 mil. No, that wasn't what Pitt did. Pitt offered him 4.8 which is a little bit more than half the contracted buyout. Now, if I were Stallings and they offered me 7.5, I'd have still said no. I'd have said, my contract is ironclad. I want the full buyout. Why wouldn't you want the full buyout? If you don't want the full buyout, then what the frig is the contract for in the first place? But 4.8, that's not a cut. That's an amputation. And I'm totally installing this side in this. And you know, you know what I feel bad for? EJ Borghetti, who's the greatest guy ever. He's Pitt's sports information director. They're a PR guy for sports. It's like being the PR guy for Mussolini. How do you put a happy face on an organization that is dishonest every time you turn around? You know how I know Pitt's lying? I can see Heather likes lips move. And boy, what a worthy successor to Scott Barnes she is. A liar, a crook, a charlatan, and a fraud, just like Scott Barnes. The perfect successor to Scott Barnes. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I think we have the Derek Broussard interview up on podcast at the X website. Uh, He was very good, very forthcoming. I like what you said about there not being pressure. He was like, well, you know, these guys have shown they're pretty good. You know, I'd like to win and help them get a third straight Stanley Cup. And, you know, it, it, if you want to understand why his adjustment's been a little slow, a little slow, watch Ottawa play. They play that 1-3-1 trap where they're all skating backwards and never attack. I don't know how Eric Carlson functions in that to the degree he does, but he does. They give him latitude, but he's the only one, I'm assuming, didn't sound to me like Derek Broussard had much latitude. But when Broussard comes around, he'll come around big, and you watch. He will be a terror in the playoffs, an absolute terror. I was up at the Mario Lemieux Fantasy Camp today and uh, talked with a bunch of guys at length with, with Kevin Stevens and Pierre LaRouche, Jay Caulfield, uh, EJ, Randy Hillier, uh, Jimmy Kittleberger, the trainer, Bunch of people. Mario, too, but we didn't analyze the Penguins. He just tried to kick me out because media isn't allowed. 
but uh, Penguins do have a great team and have a legitimate chance. Obviously, they're three-time defending champs, and I reiterate, the Penguins are better right now than they were when they skated off the ice with the Stanley Cup after Game 6 at Nashville last year. Many a slip, Twix cup and lip. It's the toughest trophy in sports to win. Penguins could do it. No question the Penguins could do it. You know what? i got to get back to Pitt for one second. And then we got Staggy. John Steigerwald in a minute. But uh, when it comes to Pitt crooking Stallings, I can't believe Pitt fans are on the side of the university. I know blind, stupid loyalty is part of being a fan of college athletics. But I keep seeing these tweets about how stalling sucks, hashtag H2P, a deal is a deal. Uh, Mike Evans, formerly of the TV series Good Times, and now a receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he got a five-year extension. He's getting paid $16.5 million per year. And Lev Bell tweeted, LOL, this be what I'm talking about. That's the grammar used. This be what I'm talking about. Kids, pay attention in English class. Uh, okay, but here's the difference, Le'Veon. Mike Evans is a wide receiver in a passing league. You are a running back in a passing league. A passing league. Is any of this sinking in? Am I am I getting through to you at all? John Stockerwald up next, 1059X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He is Iron Man. Double M, what's up, buddy? Hi. Hey, Double M, just want to get your point on something. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. But he had sacks. The X at 105.9. Joining me now via phone, because he got preempted last hour by Derek Prasard, the 40-year broadcasting veteran, the award-winning author. He is the king of old school. He is John Steigerwald. Uh, Stag, uh, Pitt is trying to cheat Kevin Stallings out of about half his buyout money. I hate Pitt athletics, dishonest and without honor. What's your reaction to all this? Well, I'm uh, a couple things. Um, I don't know if Heather Like is is responsible for this. Then shame on her. But this sounds to me like something that came from higher up, and I, and I have nothing to back that up. It's just a feeling I have, but just just looking at it from afar. Uh, oh, no, I think it did come from higher up, but but what is higher up? The Pitt administration yeah. or the or the Pitt boosters, all the big money ex-Golden Panthers? Well, I, 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 I'm, I've never understood who pays for this. Like, who's going to pay the $9 million if it ends up being $9 million? Who pays? It? I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't know. Either. I would so, assume the university, but uh, okay. But we know That's how good. much we know how much the uh, alumni pitch in at, at every school. Yeah. Okay. So the 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 school owes uh, this guy nine million dollars. Uh, I it just seems to me that it would be something you get a call from the if you're the athletic director you get a call from the chancellor. I think his name is Gallagher, uh, and he says, uh, "Hey Heather, um, listen, I know it wasn't your fault. You didn't hire this guy, but we owe him nine million dollars, and you know what?" We don't want to pay him $9 million. so you do whatever you can. To, if you can save us, you know, if he ends up with, 
you know, they want to give him four million. That's totally unfair and ridiculous. But what if he says, uh, you know what, give me seven point five and I'll walk away? Well, that was the rumor that they were going to offer him seven point five. Yeah. But but I, if it were me, I'd want every dime I was contracted for. I wouldn't take a penny less. But but if he if she could figure out a way to get him to do it, that's a million dollars. No, no, no. I can understand the attempt if the attempt is yeah. reasonable. Right. Uh, like we said, offered him like uh, two million dollars less. But what what really turns my stomach is they started a file on him to record yeah. any unsavory things he's alleged to have done, and it started with him yelling at that fan in Louisville saying, we don't play our players 100K, for which, at the time, Pitt had zero problem, and certainly the fans had zero problem. I thought he should have gotten a raise for that, but what's a, a little bit unsavory is not winning a conference game. Isn't that a little... I mean, you know... After, after oh, no, no, I, I understand the firing... I just can't understand trying to crook a guy out of his money, especially when the next coach is going to take note of the fact that you crooked the last guy out of his money. Uh, here's another factor. I don't know if anybody's brought it up. I just stumbled upon this a little while ago. Uh, next week, I, I don't know what which day it is. Someday next week, it's what is known up in Harrisburg as Pitt Day. And 300 people associated with Pitt, students, alumni, administration, blah, 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 will descend upon Harrisburg, and they're allowed, and they have access to all the big, uh, the, the power people up there, the people who dole out the money. And they're, they're, what they go there for is to sell Pitt and to tell the, the, the people in charge of the money how important Pitt is and how many people it helps and blah, blah, blah. And they're very upset because Harrisburg has uh, been threatening to, or has already said, I don't know what, I don't pay that much attention to it, but there's a, a budget. They're not. They're not going to get the amount of money that they'd like to get from Harrisburg. So this nine million dollars that they have to pay out to the coach is not coming in a very good time uh, for a couple of reasons. Well, then, one, then don't fire him. Right. They're hurting for money. But the other thing is, how do you go to somebody in Harrisburg? And now we're talking about taxpayer money, your money, my money that they're, they're that they're supposed to pay this guy. And you know, in some ways, you could make the case that you're fighting for the taxpayers as, as nasty. And maybe as unsavory as it may be, if he takes four and a half million, you save the taxpayers of Pennsylvania four and a half million. I think it's rotten what they're doing, and I think it's see the thing is, Mark, in college sports, they you know we see it with football coaches. A guy will have a, a two years left on a contract, and they'll extend him for four more years and guarantee him twenty five million dollars. Why do you need to do that? Where's he going? You have him under contract already. They just throw money around in these guaranteed contracts, and uh, it was a stupid signing. Where's somebody at the at the university saying, "Wait a minute, uh, this guy"? Well, not you, like you, know, you know what though? Sean to get Wooden a coach here. for this program, stag, they're going to have to throw around more stupid money. Pitt was zero and eighteen in the conference. The Pete was two thirds empty. This is a desperate time. I can't believe any good coach would want the Pitt job. But to get anybody of any pedigree, I mean, stag any remote pedigree, they're going to have to again overpay. Now, I was just going to say, you know what solves everything you just said there? Money. They have enough money and enough guarantees and maybe uh, enough little side assurances that you can cheat a little bit because they're not, they're not going to succeed unless the FBI just completely blows up college basketball with this investigation. As it turned out, stag, they haven't even blown up Sean Miller. I know. So if you don't, so if you don't cheat, you don't win. And if you don't pay players, you probably don't win. So 
um, you know, might, you might win some, but you're not going to be up there with the big boys. And if they want a good coach, a, a big name coach, they're going to have to pay big bucks and make big promises to them. And um, again, if how do you what was it about Stallings that felt that made anybody feel that you had to throw that kind of money at him? It's not like you're hiring Rick Pitino. You know, oh, and, funny and, you mentioned yeah. that stag moving just seconds ago. Rick Pitino says he wants to coach again, and I think he's the man for Pitt. <laughs> you know what? The Pitt fans would take him in two seconds, wouldn't? Don't you think? No question. And the, but there's the thing. See, if you're going to get Rick, you have to understand. This is what people understand when they hear about big name coaches. If you're going to get Rick Pitino, he's going to do what Rick Pitino does. That's what he's going to do, and he's going to bring. In, he brought the last place he went. He brought in hookers. Uh, for the for the recruits, if you're okay with that, fine. I don't care who they. Oh, Stag, in, if if they're okay with that, I I may get an administrative assistant position working for Patino. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, but if you hire him, that's what you you know. Dean Smith, you know, was was succeeding in North Carolina 15, 20 years ago because they were admitting kids who who literally were illiterate, couldn't read. That's who we had. That's who they had in the in the basketball and football program down there in North Carolina. So if you want to win and you want to be up there with Dean Smith and Rick Pitino and, for that matter, Sean Miller and, you know, throw a few other big names in there, you, you have to play the same game they do. And it's not by offering kids, uh, you know, a, a, a good education. That's not how you win. We're talking to John Steigerwald, the king of old school. He's brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, count on a name you could trust. Uh, it looks like the Steelers are going to cut Mike Mitchell to safety, and I think that's good because I think he's been useless and brings a crap attitude to the team besides. That said, who takes his place? I always love when fans say, fire this coach, get rid of that player, but there's no plan B. I have no idea. Uh, I couldn't give you a name. I don't know who it is. Uh, well, I think that's the, the point. Yeah, so I, no, I don't know. But um, um, does does he want to keep playing? And Oh, yeah. Really I mean, I, I think that the Steelers might like to bring him back at a cheaper price, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know what I hate about Mike Mitchell, Staggy? And maybe this makes me just a, a fanboy jerk, but there are so many videos of him, and I, I retweeted one earlier today. I saw, Leonard yeah. Fournette got an 11-yard gain, got the first down, ran right Mitchell over, and Mitchell got up and started celebrating the hit. Right. He must be a pretty good player because uh, he's been around as long as he has, but... Um, I don't think he's been a pretty good player for the last couple years, though. He only had two passes defended all of last year. Yeah, I I think he makes big splashes by hitting people late. And I've had a big problem with with those guys who do that. Um, Not so much just the fact that they do it, which is a problem, but the big problem I have is that those guys are celebrated as being the tough guys, the guys who really hit hard when a receiver has both feet off the ground and they drill them in the small of the back, even if it's a legal hit. They're tough. And I've never understood why they're considered the tough guy when the real tough guy is the receiver who takes the hit and then lines up for the next play and runs a route across the middle. That's the tough guy, not guys like Mike Mitchell who, who make, a, make a living and make a reputation on drilling guys when they're not looking. One second before they actually hit the ground, they'll come in as the third guy to hit them and spear them. You know, and sometimes get away with it, sometimes not. But so obvious that that's part of their game is to show how tough they are and make you pay a price for coming into his territory, which is okay. That's what you're supposed to do. But they're not the tough guys. The receivers are the tough guys. 
Do you have a feel for what's going to happen with Lev Bell? Uh, he just went on Instagram the other day and said, well, I'll be there for week one unless I'm not there till week four. But I am going to play, and just everything he said was confusing and contradictory. I don't have a feeling for what he's going to do. I think he'll probably show up via exactly the same timetable as last year, for better or worse. That's what I'm predicting. But but the guy is so, I don't want to say stupid, but okay, maybe I'm going to say stupid. I just can't get a grip on him. He's hard to figure out. Well, it's, it's, I, I think he's pretty easy to figure out. For me, he's just he's a he's a uh, he's an immature guy, and he should just shut up and and let it play out because not, nothing that he's saying is doing anybody any well, good. You know what's it, funny, Stag? If he wanted a reasonable figure, like let's say the Steelers were offered him like like nine million a year, right? And he wanted twelve. I could see that, but they're offering him thirteen point three, which is more than I'd offer him, and he wants fourteen point five. What he wants is unreasonable, right? And but and here's the thing: what he the Steelers obviously think it's unreasonable because they haven't given it to him. But you know, pro football teams. The thing that that one of the things that is a major drawback for football, and I love football, but is that you know there's only 16 games, and these guys spend the other 349 days of the year talking about it, preparing for it, practicing for those 16 games. And what do you think it's like, as, as meticulous and as uh, detail-oriented as these guys are, you think they like hearing, hearing their uh, one of their key guys in their offense <clears throat> saying, I don't know, I might play the first game, I might show up for the fourth game, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. That kills them. They hate that. They, they, they'd rather hear he has an injured knee and know he's out for four games than have him say, I don't know if I'm coming in for one or four or whatever. Um, he's he's making it worse for himself by making statements like that because he's just creating uh, uncertainty that and and it, and it devalues him a little bit more uh, for a team that's already uh, saying that he's overvaluing himself. Finally, Staggy, if memory serves, you're a fan of the HBO series The Sopranos, correct? Oh yeah. Now there's talk of I David the Chase ever on television. But go ahead. Talk. There's talk of the creator David Chase. Yep. Doing a prequel to The Sopranos, probably a movie. Right. That would involve the characters Junior and Johnny, who was Tony's dad, back in the 60s. So really, they would be birthing a whole new series, much like Star Trek reimagined, you know, different crews on different ships. Right. Would that work? I mean, I would watch it, but it's been a while since The Sopranos now. How, How widespread do you think the demand is for something like that? Well, that's the problem. It's going to be a movie, a theater, theatrical movie, not a TV series. And uh, that's the problem. Nobody's going to movies these days. Not enough people. And the, the, what you're talking about now, you're, you know, the people who are sitting at home watching TV and are a little bit older and remember The Sopranos, they'd watch it on television. But are 22-year-old guys who were 10 when it went off the air going to show up at the movie theater? I don't know. I don't think so. It'll do okay, and I'll go see it. Uh, you know, that, and you know, I don't know if you remember this, Mark. They, I don't remember exactly how they did it, but the character, the actress who played Tony's mother, she she died, and they yeah, still Nancy Marchand, who was brilliant. Yeah, they still figured out a way to get her into a show. Well, she, she was coming down the. St- I mean, it was it's very weird. I couldn't tell you which episode it was. I think was, I think they took an outtake from a previous episode. Yeah, but she was dead. I mean, in real well, life. Yeah, but she, she wasn't was dead. dead when they shot it. No. No, but 
I, well, there was just something very strange about it. So I, I'm just saying, you know, Mr. Gandolfini could uh, show up in the movie. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Stag, good stuff. I'll see you Sunday night on TV. See you on Channel 11, 1130. That's Don Steigerwald. Brought to you by Matt Martz Plumbing. I don't plug that show enough. Channel 11, Sunday night, the final word. This week, live at 1130. Me and a live microphone. God save us all. And don't forget, Saturday, I'll be at Cal's Canteen in McKeesport. McKeesport is hockey town when I'm at Cal's. There for a Penguins viewing party, 7 p.m. the puck drops. It's also McKeesport deck hockey night, informally. So be sure to stop at Cal's Cantina in McKeesport and watch the game with me, Mark Madden, Saturday at 7 p.m. Uh, I won't have Flyers t-shirts to sell. I'm out. But I'll have some freebies. I'll have some... Uh, some uh, Penguin toques to give away, and some Cindy Crosby plaques. So please do stop and see me at Cal's. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, I just talked with Bob McLaughlin about a, a porn girl. I won't mention her name. I probably, Eva Angelina, she's been on the show, and, and I like Eva a great deal, but she's trying to reinvent herself as a fitness uh, video girl. And she has all these tapes. Uh, she has an Instagram under her fitness name, Nick Tyler. And, you know, it's it's good stuff. And she's a impressive deadlifter for a hot girl. Like, are we supposed to get, like, when she did airtight? Forget that that, you know, I, I just, I'm not sure you put that in your rearview mirror. No pun intended. <laughs> that easily. I just want to take calls the rest of the show. For having barely prepared for this show, I think it's been dynamite. And I think there's a lesson to be learned there. Worked hard enough, long enough. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, hey. Super genius, big, big fan. See, you're just screwing with me. You're doing a good job, but you're just screwing with me, right? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X, 412-333-WXDX. There was a call we didn't take before because we were up against the break and it struck me as kind of cliche, but somebody wanted to know who I have as my final four for the NHL. Uh, I don't know. I think Pittsburgh and Tampa in the East, I'm not sure would come out of the Pacific Division. Vegas is on top in the regular season. But I don't know. I mean, I think Vegas could win the Pacific and face. Well, my my pick in in for the final four would be Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. If Anaheim plays Vegas, Anaheim would beat Vegas in the first round. Even I want to leave my Pacific pick open, but my pick uh, to get to the conference final in the West, besides, is definitely Nashville. In fact, if you made me pick one team right now to win the Stanley Cup, it might be Nashville. Because they're better now than they were last year when the Penguins beat them. They're healthy. Their defense will be intact. Well, you hope, going to the playoffs. Johansson is healthy right now. And they're picking up this kid, Eli Tolvanen, who's playing in the KHL. He's in the playoffs. He's playing for Jokerit. In Finland. And he's had this amazing season over there. 19 and 49 regular season games. Five goals in the KHL playoffs so far. Three goals 
in the Olympics. But here's what I don't get. Everybody says he's joining the Predators when the KHL season's wrapped up. I thought the rules didn't allow for that. But it says right here on Deadspin, Toyvanen Toyvanen is scheduled to come from Nashville to Nashville as soon as his KHL playoff run is over. I didn't think you could leave a European league and come and join an NHL team after a certain date. We'll look that up and tell you what's what on Monday, or we won't, and you won't remember that I talked about it. I, I meant, uh, Lines are open, 412-333-WXDX. I thought today, because I was unprepared for the show, I'd just take calls all day, but I've just rattled on and on. And we had Broussard on, Mackay, John Stagg. Good stuff on today's show. I really have enjoyed it. Don't forget, I'm at Cal's Canteen in McKeesport tomorrow night for a Penguins viewing party at 7 p.m. Then check me out Sunday night at 11 p.m. on Channel 11, 11.30, rather, for the Final Word TV show on which I am brilliant because sex sells. But uh, I want to go over this bronze situation again, Cleveland Browns. They're going to trade two draft picks to Miami for the wide receiver, Jarvis Landry. They'll have Landry and Gordon as the receivers. They have a great offensive line right now. If they draft Saquon Barkley with the first pick and get a decent quarterback, they'll have an offense... Boy, I don't want to say comparable to the Steelers. And not even really close. But a very competitive offense with quality players and a game-breaking back in Saquon Barkley. Now, here's the weird part. You know the Browns might pick a quarterback either first or fourth. Although I think they got to take Barkley first, and it seems they're leaning in that direction now. You hear they might... Sign A.J. McCarron, the Bengals' backup. But I'll tell you, if I looked at the Browns and saw that offensive line with Landry and Gordon at receiver and Saquon Barkley in the backfield, if I were Kirk Cousins, I'd give the Browns a second look. I would. If he wants to win right away, he should go to Minnesota. But I bet Cleveland can be as good as Minnesota in a couple years. Then again, Cousins, he's no spring chicken. No old guy, but no spring chicken. I'd probably go to Minnesota, but I would give Cleveland a hard look. If I'm A.J. McCarron, I run from Cincinnati to Cleveland to get in on that. You know, the day's going to come when the Browns are better than the Steelers, and that day might not be too far away. It won't be this coming year or the year after. It won't be till Ben retires. But after Ben retires... Only one word can describe what happens then, and that word is yikes. You know who's a free agent now? I hadn't realized, although he had a washout season in Washington. Terrell Pryor. One might have him at the right price, which would have to be low. I mean, given he had a, a bummer of a season. It's a bummer, man. A bummer of a season in Washington. But uh, you know what's funny? I never liked Pryor as a quarterback. I love him as a receiver. He has those instincts you can only have as a receiver when you played quarterback, which is something Lamar Jackson should think about. It's time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. Ask Mark anything right now. 
And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you. I want to say, hail, Mark. I would rather give myself a colonoscopy with a coat hanger. The X at 105.9. Time not to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop so check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, ask Mark anything. Double M, what up, man? What up, man? All right, I'm not sure if you answered this in the in the past or not, but if you could travel back in time, see all the original members of Zeppelin Live, what would your ideal set list be? Do you want me to name like 20 songs? Or you could hang up. As long as it includes, here are my go-tos. Days to Confused. No quarter, sick again, and there's some that they're going to play no matter what, like Cashmere. I'd like to hear uh, what was that song they did live for the first time at the reunion show in London in '07. Bow, for your life. I love that. You know, if Led Zeppelin got back together. Whatever they played, I would listen to. Oh, last night at Foreigner, Kelly Hansen, the singer, was busting people's chops for, like, coming in late. Like, there was a couple who sat in the front row that weren't there for the first two songs. He goes, hey, glad to see you two could make it. I know in this metropolitan, uh, in this metropolis, the traffic can be pretty heavy, you know, in Greensburg. And then uh, some guy was looking at his phone, and he goes, hey, second row, what are you doing, texting? And the guy goes, no, I'm looking at my set list, at the set list. He goes, sir, literally, by watching this stage, you will see the whole set list reveal itself. And then he, they had set list taped to the stage. He tore one up and, and gave it to the guy. Let's go to uh, TV in Washington, TV. Ask Mark anything. Mark. Yes. What's going on? Hey, going to Vegas in a couple weeks. Have you ever seen Vinny Favorito? And what would you suggest as one show to must see? See, I don't go to, to I go to comedians and I go to concerts. I don't go to the to the residencies unless it's like you know Elton John or Rod Stewart at residency. Vinny uh, Favorito is a comedian, right? Right. Yeah, I've never seen him to be honest. Uh, oh, are you a music fan? I am. Go to Rating the Rock Vault. At uh, where's rating the rock at, at the Hard Rock? It's a okay. bunch of guys who were in bands or used to be in bands, including my friend Doug Altrich, ex of White Snake, now of Dead Daisies, Robin McCauley from Michael Schenker, although he's on tour with Michael, he was just in Homestead Wednesday, and they do the greatest hits from the seventies through the through the nineties. Wow, sounds great! Rating the Rock Vault at uh, the Hard Rock. Let's go to Tony under the bridge, Tony. Yeah, Mark, I was wondering, what's the story behind the decaf for everything? And the other question is, is the guy that Joe Hadley killed at Sugar Plum Days under the Halton Bridge? Well, the latter question, that's none of your business, because I will always protect the all-time sack leader, Joe Hadley of Plum, Plum High School's all-time sack leader, who murdered a man at the, at the well, that's certainly protecting him, I guess, to say that, but uh, well enough said. And uh, I drink decaf because... It makes me sleep when I when I don't I'm not caffeinated up and I I've had almost no caffeine 
For the last seven years, I've only drank caffeine for like 11 months in the middle of that, and I sleep much better. I can sleep when I want to, and that's the reason. Let's go to Rob in the car. Rob, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mr. Madden. Right. Hey, uh, what's your take on tomorrow's big game between United and Liverpool? Pain. Um, if you made me pick a result, I'd probably say a draw. I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, uh, I think Liverpool are playing better than United right now. But, you know, Old Trafford's a tough place to play. You know who worries me? Is uh, Pogba for United, the big midfielder? Yep. He's been excrement for like the last two months. It would be just my luck that he'd pop up with a big game. I think Liverpool right now, are you a fan of either team? Uh, uh, the red side of Manchester, yes. Okay, I mean, that's all right. But don't don't you feel like right now Liverpool are playing better than Manchester United? I totally agree. What I honestly feel like, when I watch Liverpool right now, it feels like watching Alex Ferguson coached that team. Uh, just very expansive, nice press. Firmino's awesome. Uh, Mo Salah, I mean, that... Well, Liverpool Liverpool played the best press that I've seen in, in years, and even better than that United press. That United press picked its spots. I mean, I'm not criticizing. That was no, how no, they no. played. But Liverpool pressed 90 minutes every game. I mean, my favorite game, honestly, this year was watching your team beat City. It was it was a thing of beauty. What a honestly. coincidence. That was my favorite game, too. Ah, talk of the Devils, not the Red Devils. You know, Liverpool United is like a holy occasion to me. So come on, you Reds. See you at Cal's Cantina in McKeesport tomorrow night, 105.90X.